to this week's class of Life's Journey, Embracing Life at Its Fullest. So as you know, we always start with a modern day issue and uh, then we'll get mystical and then we'll bring you back home and get practical. So what is today's modern day issue? So one of the greatest challenges of our generation in which immediate gratification is prevalent is that capacity to embrace life at its fullest. The reason I say this is because 80% of living life is the journey while only 20% of life is being at its destiny. In truth, in the 20 percent isn't a full experience because reaching a one destiny immediately mandates setting a new destiny. And this human trait of always setting a new destiny, getting there, no, I need more, getting there, no, I want to reach more. That, that human trait, once the old destiny has been reached to find a new one, is truly a trait of which unto death do us part. It's so ingrained within us. Thus, the sum total of our lives aren't the destinies that we have reached, but rather the true sum total of our lives is, and these are the journeys, quote, which is the opening of the concluding sum total Torah portion of the book of Numbers. So the sum total isn't the destinies, but the journeys. The modern day issue of this lecture is therefore, how does one embrace the full journeys of our lives? This lecture is based primarily on two Maimarim teachings of the Rebbe of Blessed Memory, delivered on this Shabbat, one in 1965 and the other in 1979. I dug into both of them to create this, the, the entire lecture. And in those two discourses, the Rebbe is exploring the mystical secrets behind the 42 journeys of the children of Israel traveled in the desert from Egypt to Jericho. Okay, a little bit of uh, a little bit of an introductions here before we get into the real mystical stuff. So, introduction number one: the verse states, and according to you, the opening verse of the second Torah portion that we're going to read um, tomorrow on Shabbat, and these are the journeys (plural) of the children of Israel as they left Egypt. Oops, the journey that left Egypt was only one. The journeys, plural, was the journeys that the Jewish people took for 40 years in the desert. But there was only one journey that left Egypt. That was the journey from a place called Ramses in Egypt to Sukkot outside of Egypt. So why is it the plural journeys as they left Egypt? The second question, which is connected with the same, there's a verse in Micha that says, as the days of the exodus from Egypt, when in fact the Jewish people left Egypt in one day, the 15th day of the Jewish calendar month Nisan in the year 2448, which is 1312 BCE. Thus, our sages teach us because both these verses in our Torah portion, portion and Amicha says plural, Days, journeys, they teach us something very interesting. That every day and every journey that we take towards our final redemption is all about the journeys of leaving and exodus from Egypt. 
Now, to better understand this, why is every single day and every single journey another journey from Egypt to Jericho? So understand this, we have to get into the more spiritual definition of Egypt and of Jericho. So the Hebrew word for Jericho, for Egypt is Mitzrayim. Now the root word of Mitzrayim is Meitzar. Meitzar means constraints. And Jericho, the Hebrew word is Yericho. Yericho comes from the source word Reach, scent, fragrance. Now here's something interesting, because mystically speaking, fragrance represents the connection to the core essence of our soul, which is why according to Kabbalah, when someone faints and you need to reach back into the soul and bring him down, what do we use? Smell, pneumonia. Thus you see that the power of fragrance, Yericho, Reach, refers to the essence of our soul. So now we understand that the journey from, Jer from Egypt to Jericho is from that place of tight constraint to broad freedom of essence. Now, we can understand why these journeys that our physical bodies and our, our, our animalistic soul and its ego places upon the godly soul and the experience it offers us. Thus, that's how we start. It's very constrained when we first start our journey in life. Our body is so dominant, so opaque, that we don't feel our spirituality of our soul. It's all about the me, me, me. What does a child want? You know, I want what I want. I want it now. And what I want is what makes me feel good. So there's a constraint upon the soul. And then from there, we have to reach to the broad being in touch with the experience of the essence of our soul. Not locked away and covered and hidden and constrained by our ego of our animalistic soul and our bodily needs. So now we understand what this journey is all about. And we're going to talk about it, obviously, in, um, in a couple of moments, in more detail. However, I want to share with you something else. If you look in the Torah portion, you'll see that it lists all the journeys. And the sum total of all the journeys is 42 journeys. Mem bet masaot. 42 journeys. Now what are these 42 journeys all about? So here is an interesting concept. First of all, whenever we think Kabbalistically of the number 42, we think about that great Kabbalistic prayer that was um, made by, composed by Rabbi Nechunya ben Hakona, great Kabbalist of the first uh, century. And he made this prayer that's made up of seven verses with six words in each verse. Now, Kabbalistically speaking, this prayer is the prayer of ascent, aliyah, from below to above. Why? So let's just explain to, quickly the simple approach to this Kabbalistic concept. So the uh, concept of, of the totality of number seven is that there's the six male predator emotions, which is all about the light. And then there is the seventh, which is the one feminine mystique, which is called the vessel. Now, when we talk about the six and seven, when we talk about 
the six emanations without the vessel, light in itself is going up. It's the wick, the vessel, the seventh emanation that holds it down. Now, let's take this a step further. Every one of the seven emotion emanations through which the world was created in seven days, in sabbatical cycle, in seven sabbatical cycles, the jubilee year, it's always those seven uh, emotion emanations that deal with creation. So we're taught that each one is compiled of each other, which means that truly each one of the emanations is seven times seven which equals 49. What happens when you have seven times six, 42? That means there's one emanation that's not part of the equation. Which emanation is not part of the equation? The seventh one, which is the wick, the vessel. Thus, when you have the prayer of the 42, we're talking about the light without the vessel. A light without the vessel is the journey upwards, like the flame is always jumping upwards. Thus, this mystical number 42, and the way it reflects in the mystical prayer of Anab Bechoach, is the secret of ascent, Aliyah. And that's what these journeys are all about. The 42 journeys is the journey from below to above. Now here is some other interesting stuff. The great holy Baal Shem Tov says that the 42 journeys that's listed in this week's Torah portion, every single person takes throughout their lifetime. Every person goes through the journey throughout his lifetime, 42 journeys from Egypt to Jericho, from constraints to freedom. That's the journey of life. Now let's understand what this means. So we start off in Egypt. That's the first journey is from Egypt. What does that mean? I'll talk about this more in a couple of moments. But what it means is when a person is born, the soul descends from up high where it was in heaven, which is called in Kabbalah the journey of from the exalted heights to the nether deep pit. Because the body, the physical body and its constraints and its opaqueness and its ego is, a, is it's like a confinement, it's like a prison for the soul. So the first journey of birth is that journey of Egypt, going from being in heaven, totally free to experience self, coming into the physical body, which denies it the soul, the freedom of experiencing self. I want to take it one more step further. There's another teaching in Kabbalah and Hasidus that not only do we take these 42 journeys throughout our lifetime, but within every single day, starting with the journey of waking up until the prayer of retirement at night, every single day we go through these mystical 42 journeys. And that's what we're going to discuss now. What exactly is these, this journey? What is this compilation of 42 journeys what does it mean that we start off in Egypt every day at birth, the birth of the universe, and we make our way to the Jericho freedom? Okay, and now let the lecture begin. So for those of you who are familiar with this system, the way we work it over here is that we give a list of what the Kabbalistic concepts we're going to talk about is. We'll go through one by one, 
make it very practical, and then return to our modern-day issue. How can this help us in embracing the journeys of life, truly embracing life, which isn't about the destinies, but the journey? Okay, so here are the concepts that we're going to talk about today. Number one, the universe's journey. Number two, life's journey. Number three, daily journey. Number four, starting point and journeys versus journeys and starting points. And then the last concept will be in the hands of Moses and Aaron. Okay, let the amazement of Hasidus begin. So what I would like to discuss now is the journey from Egypt to Jericho as it refers to the universe, the entire span of the creation of the universe until we reach its final destination when Mashiach comes. I want to talk about how it is in life's journey, and I want to talk about how it is in our daily journey. So let's start with the, with the universe's journey. Okay, what is Egypt when we talk about the journey of the universe from Genesis until when Mashiach comes? So Egypt, to understand that, we need to understand how did creation start? And Kabbalah tells us that creation started with the Tzimtzum Hagadol, the great contraction. Let's make this really simple, Kabbalah 101. Practical and simple. So we're taught that before the Tzimtzum, before that point where creation started, we're taught that the first thing that existed was God and His name. In Kabbalah, it's explained to be the essence of God and His infinite light. It filled everything and everywhere. Now, if infinite was everywhere, then how are we going to create a finite world? We're going to have to first do what Kabbalah calls create a makom panui, a place of void of the infinite, so that we can introduce the finite. Because only by introducing the finite light can the finite light play its role in creating the finite universe with forms and definitions as we know it today. For if we would not create this contraction, symptom, then what's going to end up happening is that the finite light will be lost within the infinite light as a single candle flame is lost within the sun. Thus, the first thing that has to happen is contraction. Let's pull back the infinite light so that the finite light can be introduced. Now you understand why the first point of the universe is called Egypt, constraint, great contraction. Now the journey of the universe is to go from this point where God's presence and the infinite light is hidden, concealed, constrained, and to go to the point where as it says about Mashiach and the verse in Isaiah, and your teacher will no more hide himself within garments, and you will see your teacher. Now here, teaches with a capital T, meaning God. So we're going from the point of contraction, concealment, to the point of total freedom of revelation and consciousness of God's presence. Now, how did that journey start? The journey starts with, for example, 
as the verse in Psalms tells us, that Adam, on the day that he was created, turned around to all creatures and proclaimed, let us prostrate ourselves and bow before God our maker. Then we have later on in history, Abraham. The verse in Genesis says, and when he made that treaty with Avimelech, it says, and he called the place, Kel Olam, God of the world, proclaiming that God is the creator of monotheism, that people should know that there's a God, there's a master to the universe. Obviously, the tipping point which changed everything was at Mount Sinai, when God gave us his Torah and his mitzvot. All of a sudden now, with the physical world, with physical actions, with physical brains, with physical experiences, we are connecting and revealing a transparency to God's Torah and God's will. And then, as I mentioned, the climax, the Jericho would be, is going to be, when Mashiach comes. And we're going from the great contraction, Egypt, to the total revelation of God's presence, Jericho. That's the way it is in the universe's journey. Now let's talk about how it works in life's journey. So I explained earlier that the reason why birth is called Egypt because the soul has to descend from the words of Kabbalah, from Igra Rama, from the great exalted heights, the Bira Amikta, to the nether depths pit. That's how it all starts. But then, as life goes on, in the span of our lifetimes begins the 42 journeys where the soul enters us. So let's talk about how our sages in the Talmud refer to us when we're first born. There is that, that contraction. And then from there we have the circumcision. By the way, parenthetically speaking, um, uh, the Talmud says that whatever happens to a boy at eight days old, the way the soul, the, the soul comes more into the body, it says that a girl is Kimalya Dalmi. It's, it's born with that. It doesn't need that eight-day separation. But then you have the next stage, the Barabbat Mitzvah, actually before the Barabbat Mitzvah, when the child goes to Cheder, when the child starts learning the Alephet and the Torah stories, stories becoming a conscious of a, of a God. And then throughout his lifetime, he keeps on studying, keeps on refining himself, and slowly but surely, we're going from the childhood of me, 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 me. It's all about me, the universe. I am the center of the universe, and everyone's here to fulfill my needs and my pleasures and my desires. And slowly but surely, we're refining ourselves until we get up to what the Mishnah and ethics of our father says. At the age of 100, we are as if we passed away and negate the world. In Kabbalah, what does that mean? That means we've reached that level of a hundred where we are so selfless, so humble, so transparent that the ego opaqueness of the world no more blinds us. That's the mystical depth of the world doesn't stand no more as a hindrance between us and our relationship of God 
Rather, we have reached that place where everything we have, everything we own, everything we experience is nothing more than another conduit through which we experience God and our relationship with God. So that is within the lifetime. Let's take it to the third level, which is the daily. How does it work daily? So let's talk about what happens before we wake up. We are taught, our sages tell us, that when we study Torah diligently during our waking hours of the day, at night we get taught such a quantum leap, understanding, perception of what we've studied while we were awake. Why so? Because when we are asleep, our subconscious mind is freed from that tight constraints of the linear, finite conscious mind. The Talmud talks about how it's interesting. The Talmud talks about how in the realm of dreams, there is this notion of having an elephant the size of an elephant passing through the eye of a needle the size of an eye of a needle. Now that is something that the conscious mind cannot fathom, cannot imagine, cannot picture. We're either going to have to shrink the elephant or enlarge the eye of the needle. But for the elephant as an elephant and the eye of a needle as the eye of a needle, for the elephant to pass through the eye of a needle, the conscious mind just won't let us understand it. It won't let us picture it or imagine it. Only when we're in the subconscious state of mind, free from the linear, flowing in the circular, going from the finite to the infinite, is the soul more free to receive and to pass on, much more freer its true soul experiences. Then when we wake up, there's this contraction. And when we go through this contraction, all of a sudden our minds, we're foggy, we need a coffee, we gotta wake up, we're stuck within the linear form of thinking, the finite, what we could imagine, what we can't imagine, what we could perceive, what we can't perceive. So this is the Mitzrayim, this is the Egypt constraints. And then we begin our 42 journeys. And I want to read to you the first one of those journeys. So when we wake up in the morning, we're taught that we're supposed to put our hands together, bow our heads slightly, and we're supposed to read this specific prayer called the Moda Ani. And the Moda Ani goes like this. I offer thanks to you, living and eternal King, for you have mercifully restored my soul within me your faithfulness is great. What is the crux of that entire prayer? It's an acknowledgement, an acknowledgement with gratitude. That is the beginning of the journey from Egypt to Jericho. And then throughout the day, there's the different rungs of the ladder, Jacob's ladder of prayer. There's the study of Torah. There's the serving God. There's helping people. All of that broadening the opaqueness I'm sorry, broadening the, the freedom from the opaqueness. And thus our sages tell us when we wake up in the morning, we're like a bummer. A bummer is a stage. And what that means is that when we start our day, our spirituality is like outside of us on a stage. It hasn't permeated us yet. It's only through the acknowledgement, the gratitude, the spirituality, our relationship with God, working on our ego, working on our paradigm to go from the egocentric to the theocentric, from the selfish to the selfless, 
from that of the self-centered I to that greater service of the greater universe, of God's will. Those are the 42 journeys until we reach what an amazing, amazing prayer of selflessness I am now going to share with you, which is the prayer at when we retire at night. And this is the opening of that prayer. Master the universe, I hereby forgive anyone who has angered or vexed me or sinned against me, either physically or financially, against my honor or anything else that is mine whether accidentally or intentionally, inadvertently or deliberately, by speech or by deed, in this incarnation or in any others, any person may no man be punished on my account. That's Jericho. That's a freedom of the ego and the insecurities that we have in our egocentric mind. Thus, every single day, we start from the waking up with just being able to gratefully acknowledge God for giving me another day, going all the way to that point of selflessness, of that prayer of total forgiveness. So those are the way, those are the three levels of the journey, the 42 journeys, the 42 journeys of the universe from Adam to Mashiach, the 42 year journeys of our lifetime from birth to being totally transparent and one with our spirituality and from the waking up in the morning to the going to sleep at night. Now, I want to talk about, before we get into what this actually means, what are these journeys? So I want to talk about just a very interesting, where do we take the strength to take these journeys? How can we ever reach Jericho? Let me read to you, please, two verses that comes from chapter 24 in the book of Psalms. And here is what it says. It says, whoopsie daisy, where are we here? Chapter, sorry, whoa, 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 whoa. So it says, who, mi yale bahar Hashem, who is the one who can climb up? Who will ascend upon the Lord's mount and who will stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not taken my name in vain and has not sworn deceitfully. Okay. There are many people that have never sworn deceitfully. There are many people that have clean hands, do business like a mensch, and no crimes and lies, gray lies, white lies, purple lies, black lies. However, purity of heart? How do we, how does, how do we get there? Where gives us the energy for that? So I want to first share with you something very interesting in the verse. The verse, and I'm going to read to you the verse. Moses recorded their starting points for their journeys according to the word of the Lord and these were the journeys with their starting points well number one why does he say it twice starting points for their journeys their journeys with their starting points second of all why does he reverse the order first time he says starting points for their journeys and the second time he says their journeys with their starting points what's the reason for this and the answer is that Moses is recording for us First, the empowerment. Let's talk about this. Starting point represents the source from where our soul comes. Truly a piece of God above. The journeys is then the journeys. The way we travel through life, through the universe, through the day. 
So first the verse says, Moses recorded their starting points for their journey from above down. Moses, before he's commanding us, he's empowering us. First he's bringing us from above to below. We'll soon see how that works with the groomsmaid and the bridesmaid in a moment. And then comes the next part. Once he's empowered us, then let's read the second half of the verse. And these were their journeys with their starting points. From below, journeys to their starting points above. So always you will have that God first empowers and then commands. God will never command that which he didn't empower us. He'll never command us before he empowers us. Thus Moses first records starting points for their journeys and then their journeys to their starting points. And now let's talk about another thing that's very interesting in the verse. I want to read to you the first verse that talks about these journeys. And the verse says as follows. These are the journeys of the children of Israel who left the land of Egypt in their legions under the charge of Moses and Aaron. Oh, really? We're at the end of the book of Numbers. We know who Moses is. We know who Aaron is. We know exactly what their role was. We know that they're the ones that took us through all of this. Why does the verse have to tell us here, under the charge of Moses and Aaron? Why is it important to tell this to us? And the answer is that really what the verse is telling us is what is the journey? What is this journey? Mystical 42 journeys, Aliyah, Anabakoach, Rabbi Nachami Ben Akuna, the seven times six. It's all mystical. Let's get practical. What is this journey? What is our daily journey? What is the fundamental part of this journey? And thus the verse says, the way to deal with it is in the charge of Moses and Aaron. In Kabbalah, Moses is the groom's bride, the groomsmaid. What is the groomsmaid? So the groom is God and the bride is us. And what is the groomsmaid? The groomsmaid job is to bring the groom to the bride. And that what does that mean? Moses represents Torah study and observance of mitzvot. Torah study is the wisdom of God that Moses brought us. And mitzvot, commandments, are the will of God. And thus Moses brings God to us here. Learn about your God. Digest him. Perceive him. And live his life. Mitzvot. Who is Aaron? Aaron, according to Kabbalah, is the bridesmaid. What is the bridesmaid job? If the bride is us and the groom is God, the bridesmaid job is to bring the bride to the groom. What does that represent? That represents prayer. What does it mean that it represents prayer? What it means is that prayer comes from the inner depths of us below. It's not us studying the word of God. It's us talking to God our words. And thus what we have over here now is from below to above. So we have here Moses bringing us Torah, commandments, and Aaron helping us come up with prayer. And thus in Ethics of Our Fathers, Chapter 1, Mishnah 2, we are taught, Shimon the righteous taught us that there are three pillars upon which the world stands. Torah, Torah study, service, prayers, and good deeds, mitzvot. That is the practical journey. 
The practical journey is our mind, our heart, and our body. Torah study, prayer, actions, good actions. And thus, we now understand what the 42 journeys of life is all about. From the morning to the night, from birth to death, from Adam to Mashiach. And now in closing, let's go back to our modern day issue. We spoke about how so many of us is all about the destiny. It's all about the destiny. When will I get there? When will I become a successful this, a successful that? A man of great stature, a woman of great power and beauty. Right? It's all about the destiny. Well, let's talk about now not the destiny. Let's talk about the journey. Now, life, as I mentioned in the opening, 80% journey, 20% destiny, and even the minute you get to the destiny, it's not about the destiny. The minute you get to the destiny, it's about the journey. Well, I'm noticing here that it's getting very dark. I guess it's getting cloudy outside. Let me see if I can bring some light into the picture here. Uh, nope. All right. Let us this. So what is this life? What is embracing life? Well, here's something interesting. From a spiritual point of view, from the spiritual perspective, if the destiny is infi infinite, infinity, God, God is infinite, then here comes the question. The question is that how? How can we ever reach our destiny? How can the finite ever reach infinite? By definition, you can never reach your destiny if destiny is infinite. And thus in truth, today's destiny is tomorrow's starting point. And thus the person who doesn't embrace that and the person who says, I want to get there. I'll be happy when, when I have, when I reach, when I achieve. That person is setting himself up for such a short-lived happiness. And for a life that never gives happiness. Thus, in truth, what we actually have to embrace is that life is all about the journey. Now, I want to close with the following. As human beings, we need to be able to have moments of fulfillment, moments of destiny, not just journey, 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 journey. So what is that all about? So I'm going to share with you the secret. The secret is that as divine beings having human experiences, our life is happy but never satisfied. Yes, we are happy in the destiny of today, in the destiny of the moment. However, we're never satisfied. It's always okay. Let's enjoy the moment and let's move on. That, my dear friend, is how we truly embrace life to its fullest. Sorry about the sudden darkness here, but uh, at least I hope the audio is good. My dear friends, have a wonderful Shabbat and have a Chodesh Tov.